All right. Okay, so all the way from the UK, we've got uh, Garth uh, James. How are you, mate? I'm good. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you very good much evening. for uh, agreeing to come on to talk to us about Bring Out Your Lead. Yeah, cheers. Cheers for having me on. That's okay, mate. And um, first of all, uh, Garth, would you like to talk about yourself a little bit and uh, where you're from and uh, how you got into the hobby? How I got into the hobby, yeah. So exactly, South Africa, right? So I come from South Africa. Um, how do I, so <laughs> South Africa, so when I get into the hobby, right, like 19... 90 maybe and that's um this is south africa right so in 1990 in south africa right it's it's full-on apartheid it's full-on sanctions you know so you, you know <laughs> the, the the opportunity for you to get involved in little lead toy soldiers is extremely small right because we, we don't get this stuff here like my, my first import from games workshop there was no tax category for these things right they didn't know how to you know they didn't they didn't know where to put them like they came in as, as squeaky toys because there was just no category for toy soldiers <laughs> or or whatever it was right it was, it was unheard of right you basically in south africa if, if you're 1990 if you're if you're if your pastime doesn't involve you playing with a ball or a bicycle or you know some some kind of outdoor sunny activity well clearly you're 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 a homosexual or you're a communist or or, or you're a satanist or, or or worse all three right it's uh so it wasn't that easy to get into it, right? But, um, you know, you, <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I managed to, to find Warhammer at, at school. Um, and I was, it's unbelievable, right? I, I love little miniature things. And you see this stuff, and I couldn't believe that the guy had this green, um, you know, the green catalog, the red, blue, and green catalog, the 91, 92 catalogs. I, I remember he had those at school. So this is obviously after 90, but. Um, and I, I, I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe these things existed. There was a whole shop, his entire business was to make these things, right? So, so I was taken. But the, the entry point was actually, um, you know, you, have, you, have you played D&D before? So uh, you know very about? long time ago. Yeah, but in Australia, yeah. we played like the red box kind of D&D. Yeah, exactly right. And so there was a point like, in D&D when your characters get to like level 10 or whatever, and then they can have followers, right? And and it was at this point that we realized, well, of course, what would you do with your followers? Well, you'd go and take them somewhere and fight with them, right? That's exactly what you do. Um, and that me meant we needed some rules for, you know, um, tactical wargaming, right? Um, and we looked at the D&D sets and, and it was pretty poor. And of course, none of us had figures. But, um, and it was in that point that somebody said, have you looked at Warhammer? Right. And I was like, I've never heard of Warhammer. And he said, hang on, I'll show you something. You went to his friend's house and brought me back to third edition rulebook. And you, and, and again, it was, it was, un, so it was unbelievable. Right. And no, nobody in South Africa has this thing, right. This, this, this is, this is a holy tome, right. There's four of these things in the country type of thing. So, so to see this thing, you know, and, and straight away, I mean, I, I just, the whole thing, it, it just opened my eyes to like in D and D like when, when you fight, everybody fights to death. Right, there's no psychology in the you nobody's afraid of anything, you know. And so Warhammer is just talking about well, actually, most people don't die in combat, or, or you know, in, in you know, they, they die when they're right, they die when 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 you defeat them, they die because of psychology, and suddenly this whole new world opened up. And, you know, the 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 rule set has got you know, DD again, you can do that thing where you can you can gain the system. I've, I've got 40 hit points, he's got a long sword, you know, I've got five rounds in you before this, we have to think about it, right. Warhammer just just has just just 
you've got one wound. <laughs> These things, everything here is fragile. Everything is going to, you know, it's 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 very fraught. And all of that just it just jumped out at me from the rule book, right from the first reading of it. It, it just stood out to me. And it was like, this I want. This, this, forget D&D, that's for losers, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm having some of this, right? Um, and so I, I jumped in, right? And I, I remember this dude said, you know, like I wanted to buy this book. You know, you can't, you can't buy this book in South Africa. This is not available, right? There's no, there's no internet that, that we have access to at any rate. Um, and so that was just a pipe dream. And I remember saying to the guy, well, can, can I borrow these books for like a week? <laughs> and, he, and he had to go and speak to his friend. And it was kind of, it was cool, it was all right. Um, and I remember I photocopied them. A friend, a friend of mine's, they, they had like a sunken lounge and he had this, um, he had a photocopy of, I don't know why. I don't know why they had a photocopy in the sunken lounge, but they did. <laughs> and we went to his house to photocopy this thing. I remember watching Total Recall. It took me the whole of Total Recall to photocopy <laughs> the <rule book. laughs> And I was watching it over over the top of this this this, um, this thing, and that's that's my entry point, right? We had no figures; we would, we would play with cardboard, but that, that was yeah. it. And I was just trying to then get these friends of mine. Come on, they're going to play one. Forget, forget, forget the indie. No, let's do this again. Look, look, Skaven, who doesn't love the right people? You can have hundreds of them, you know. And you're trying to convince people to get into the stuff, and we'd, we'd cut out cardboard to to, to play, it, you know. So that, that was that was it. So that that's what 1990, 91, I think. Um, and then we don't, we don't never, we never had figures. You couldn't get figures until 92, I think, or 94. I can't remember when it was, when this guy had this, this green catalog at school. And then suddenly it's like, oh, shit, there's an address, there's an actual, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's an order instructions. I can do this. I can phone these people and order this stuff. Um, and so that's when I jumped in. And, that, and, and here's the trick, right? I remember this because eventually, you know, I've always had my photocopy copy of the third edition book, right? And then you look in this, the catalog and there's, the there's the rule book that you can buy right but of course they use the same cover for third edition as they did for fourth edition <laughs> so what oh, I, yeah. I buy the fourth edition sets awesome it's got elves and it's got the goblins got the whole thing you get the set and of course out comes a book that's like this and it's this kind of little coaster compared to the third edition thing and you're like what in the what in the hell is this <laughs> where's the rest of it what have i done <laughs> but the point is you know i it never occurred to me that people would produce another book right uh, or, or another edition and so i guess that was my my exposure to to the, the edition creep but the point is third edition had had already actually been eclipsed by fourth edition but because we were in south africa and apartheid and you know everything was we were literally behind schedule so we didn't know you know and so i don't know i don't know I don't know who the first person was that had a fourth book. I don't know. I'm not going to claim it was me, but um, you know, uh, I put myself in the, the top ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, of of a small, of a very small community. Yeah. So yeah, that's I don't know. That's that's an abridged version entry point. Um, my first actual game was, I think, second edition 40k, right? And I I didn't know it because again, the same guy that had the catalogs, he was really interested in space orcs. So we went to a, a club in. And I guess the South African community would recognize that there was a club in Westville, right, which is a place, place in Durban. Like there's a library in Westville that people used to go to to play this club. And I went to that place, you know, and, and I, I always remember this conversation, right? Because, you know, they had that, um, uh, there's a Space Wolf guy with the two banners, Ragnar or something or other. Ragnar Blackman. And yeah. that's the badger. Yeah, that guy. Um, and I remember because the guy had given me some Space Orcs to, to play. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he had mostly army i had like six guys but they had last cannons right and i remember shooting this last cannon at this guy and this dude says ah wait a second 
he has reflexes of the wolf, I get a four plus save. And I was like, I want you to show me a wolf, you know, because I'm still full of science fiction. <laughs> show, show me the wolf exactly. That's going to be dodging something at light speed. <laughs> I was really cross about it. I couldn't see this guy because it's dodged because of his wolf reflexes. I was like, well, yeah, bollocks yeah. to that. But then, of course, it, uh, that was my first game. It was, it, we lost hopelessly. We were absolutely murdered. But, um, yeah, it was good. And, that, that, and that, that's the first time I ever touched the And again, it's, it's, it's like holy objects, right? I can't believe these things that you're looking at, right? It's, um, but yeah, it was always fantasy because, because of the India stories. You know, fa- fantasy has the, um, the advantage of, of, you know, kind of rank and flank, I suppose. You know, the positioning is really important. It's, it makes a huge difference. You know, the science fiction gaming, you know, facing isn't, isn't a big issue. And it always felt to me, it's different now, but at that time I was kind of, I'm not playing this because it's no different to playing with G.I. Joes or Ninja Turtles. So um, I was, you know, I was, I was arrogant about it then. Now I get it, but now it's great. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, I'm not playing toys, I'm playing organs. a very different thing, very, very different. But yeah, are they? No, not really. I'd play with G.I. Joes now. What, what was the first uh, metal miniature that you bought? Uh, the you know the undead, the I can't remember what his name is now. The um, the characters from the Nightmare Legion. So there's um, there's a guy with two swords. There's the banner that they have. Um, uh, there's the actual leader, and and I guess they have a musician. But it was those four. That's right. No, I didn't buy the Nightmare Legion. That you know I bought them from the catalog. You know they came separately. So I I didn't know at the time. But yeah, those those were them. Um, and then the leech, there's like a leech kind of, it's a third edition, to, you know, leech on horse, I guess. Um, he's got like a crown and a big mace thing. It's a fantastic big guy. Um, uh, and some other under horseman guy. <laughs> 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 I don't know, there was it, six, six, six guys. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I remember them. Because I, I, when I got them, right, like, and I put, I, you know, the blisters come with those little blue sponges. <laughs> I, put, I put them in the cupboard on their little sponges because I was so terrified they would decay, be destroyed, you know, be you know, crushed by my by my wardrobe. I don't know. But I remember laying them out ever so gently on, you know, because if only if only I treated my figures with such respect now. But uh, yeah, no, those were them. Those are the first six. Yeah, lovely. That's a lovely memory, man. So what was Undead the, the first army you started collecting? Or was it um It was. The- yeah, I started, I started Undead, so it, it's funny, right, when you track your progression as a, as a game, right? So when I started playing, I was, I didn't like Monopose at all. I was, I was offended by Monopose. Like, no, I'm a better, I'm a better modeler than that. I, I don't, I don't want it. And so I, the third edition, sorry, the, the skeleton box set, you know, the, you know, had all the multi-pose skeletons, the first one that they did. That, that's, that's why I jumped it. And, and they also had the skeleton army deal, right? So you, you bought that, you got the eight horses. 30 guys, maybe a chariot is, you know, it was, it was a really good deal, right? So that, that's what I bought, right? It gave me, it gave me a, a, a good start to an army that was visually interesting. Um, and it meant that I, I wouldn't have lots of monopose, which, you know, which I love, I love monopose now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the monopose thing. But at the time, that, that's, that was the choice. It, it was more about what it looked like than it was about capability. It's, um, mm-hmm. And yeah. do you still have those models now? Alas, I don't. Um, when I left the UK, sorry, when I left South Africa, I, I did 
two, I, I did many stupid things, you know, like so I now have never, never sell a painted figure. Here, top tip for all listeners, <laughs> don't, it doesn't matter what it is, painted, never, ever sell it, don't give it away. Painted figures are gold, right? But I, I mean, I, I gave away, honestly, a, a ton of forest goblins, right? You're thinking, really? I, I, I sold, I had a beautiful Marauder Dwarf army, which I sold. I say beautiful, I thought it was beautiful. I mean, it, you know, it was full of fourth ed red and, you know, it, it was probably quite awful actually. <laughs> but the point is, I could strip those figures. It was enormous, you know, like a large dwarf army, which I sold. Um, and then one of the things I also sold was, was those those undead, right? Because I guess they, they weren't compatible with um, the later the later versions didn't represent where I was going, you know. So and I, I, yeah, I don't. I've never thought to reach out to the guy to see if he still got them because he may well still do actually. <laughs> it's never occurred to me I should do that actually. But, um, but yeah, I do have others like it though. I, I have most of most of the original force replicated though, so it's um, I do now have a, a nice metal undead army. Um, and enough of those plastics to, to cover up. So I've never been able to fully rebuild the dwarf army. I'm, I'm working on that. But uh, that's how I, how I miss that dwarf army. Stupid things, right? Stupid things. And, and uh, I sacrificed all that stuff so I could get a six dead orc on. <laughs> why did you do that? Yeah, why did um, you do that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. You took, you, you, I don't know. You, when sixth edition came out, right, and they made the ugliest goblins in England. I mean, you had to get specifically special design training to make goblins as ugly as those ones, right? But they did, and the point is, they were the sixth edition ones. So I was like, okay, I better get those ones because that that's canon, right? Um, and um, the noses were different to those of the fourth ed, you know, the, the little metal goblins, and so they were offensive to me. It's like, well, I. No, I don't want your stupid little little golden noses. I want the long pointy ones that the plastic ones have. So I gave them all away and kind of, you know, the, the yeah, mortgage yeah. payments worth of yeah. <laughs> gave to some kid who then probably discovered girls and threw them away. You know, yeah. so it's, it's yeah. oh man. So no, never again. No, it's a, don't, it. don't sell them. It's a hard lesson to learn for some of us, mate. I know we've all been there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The story of lament. <laughs> Pubs so, all the time talking about the stories of lament. And how did you approach painting? Like being in South Africa, were other people that you knew were painters or anything like that? Or how did you get into painting? So, well, I, I mean, I, I guess, I, well, I mean, we had, I was always into modeling, right? So before Warhammer, I mean, you know, you, you buy like Lancasters and, you know, Tiger tanks and, you know, you know, normal, you know, airfix kind of things. Um, and you know, so you've got the 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 oil the oil paint, right? The humbrol type of thing. So that, that's what I started with. I, I had all that stuff, right? Um, and I didn't know any different, right? I mean, I couldn't. I certainly couldn't afford um, kind of the Games Workshop paints. You know, you look you, you're looking at that catalog, right? And, and eventually, when it, you, there was a place in <coughs> excuse me in Cape Town where you could mail order this stuff from. So tiny, tiny little place, but you could do it. Um, and I remember I was able to convince my parents to, to order paints, like the proper Games Workshop, you know, paints once, exactly once I was able to get away with it. <laughs> and then there was a never, never again, God, no, you, you can, you can make your own paint out of your blood, but I am not, ordering, <laughs> I am not paying that much money again for, for paint. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a mix of humble and, and what few, you know, and funny you talk about that, the things that I do have, I still have right now, in, in my home room over there. I've still got the brown ink from that order, right? The the, the original brown ink, you know, wow. 20, 20, 
30 years <laughs> later. I've still got that, man. So it's still it's, it's amazing stuff. It's nearly finished now, but um, that I did. But yeah, there was nobody else painting. I was the first person that started in my little gaming group, right? Um, and then eventually, a friend of mine was able to convince his parents to buy some dwarves. And he, I mean, he painted less than. I mean, he had humble paints, but he had like like neon orange, right? And so, like his troll slayers, I'll never forget. The, you could see them from space, right? <laughs> they they were just yeah, <laughs> crazy bright things. But he and he would paint them with a toothpick. He wouldn't even paint them with a paint with a toothpick. Wow. Um, and then eventually, a friend of mine's little brother got involved in skating. Not him. So he would play. He, he like had the best of it because he never had to paint anything. He would just use his brother's little army. <laughs> and he would play, and that was it. We had dwarves skating. And and my undead that, that was it. That was our gaming group. That was as far as it ever went in South Africa. And until uh, I suppose eventually it came to Johannesburg. And then there was a there was a store. And then they had people go. You know, eventually they they said, "Put your phone number here if you want to come play play a game." You know, and, and a, I guess a club formed, right? And that's and that's that's now what the back end of fourth edition, I guess, um, where I remember taking you know. Going, going to play to play Warhammer there, and then meeting the competitive scene, right? And you're like, haha, look at my kid alive, and then getting murdered by these yeah. remorseless monsters. <laughs> you know, maxed out, and you think, okay, obviously, you guys have been doing this before, right? It's like, I've, I've played what 13 games in my life to this point, and yeah. you've obviously played 13 games today, type of yeah. thing. You know? so, yeah, my head. first game yeah. was, oh man, my first game was awful, absolute brutality. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But like, it was the only place you could go, right? That's where you went to play. You know, it was better until I went. You know? And um, yeah, there was, the club was called Warzone. Well, the shop was called Warzone, I think. I always remember because I, I phoned, you know, like directory inquiries. <laughs> I am looking for Warzone. And genuinely, the lady that like, pauses a little bit, she stops and she goes, Warzone. Like, no, Warzone? I'm, not, I'm not looking for Warzone. But, but if you've got the number, we can run. <laughs> It's like, what, what are the other choices you could have come up with? Like, war zone, war zone. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, that was war zone. That's the club. And that's that's what, that's you know, that, that took me through fourth, fifth, and sixth edition at, at that club. Right. So, after sixth edition, what got you back into the old hammer scene? Excuse <coughs> me. Um, so, fast forward, right? So, uh, you know, I, I played six. Seventh edition, played eighth edition, um, and so we come to the UK, um, and obviously when you go to the UK, you know from South Africa, it's, it, it, you know the, the one thing in my head. I mean, there's a bunch of things in my head, but the one thing is, well, obviously, you know, everybody plays one. Everybody knows what a space marine is in the UK, right? Okay, that's not true, by the way, but that's the belief. You, you know, you think, well, it's, it's, you can just throw a brick and Warhammer will just drop on you. That that's. That's what it felt like. So I, I was super excited to go. Um, and it wasn't hard to find clubs, I suppose. But throughout the club, what, what happened, obviously, is from, you know, the problem with the clubs they always had was, was that essentially they were always focused on kind of the even play. You know, you've got 2,000 points. I've got 2,000 points. You know, the narratives and the thing, you know, the whole game, you know, took, took a lead from, I guess, the tournament scene and that the scene it would itself create into tournaments right so and you buy into that because that's the game you've got, to, you've got to have the figures you've got to conform to the rules you've got to have the you know the, the right stuff so you, your tournament legal you know painted the right way you know all that stuff so you go into these tournaments right to win at what who knows but you know to win um 
and um, and if, in fact, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> say what you want, I suppose, you know, I, I actually, I came second in the South African national event. Um, and the prize for that was to fly to the UK, gave virtual supply prize to go to the UK, the first two, the, the first thing would go to the UK to play in the grand tournament, right? So my immigration flight to the UK was actually funded by Games Workshop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, nice. so, uh, and I went, I went, and I remember I went to Warhammer World the weekend after I landed, and I came second last <laughs> in the whole tournament, right? Because the guy that came actually last had his army stolen from his car on Saturday oh, night. Did, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, terrible. no, he did. Yeah, no, exactly. No, exactly yeah. awful. But the, yeah, it, it, it was brutal. If you thought that my first game was brutal, Jeepers, going go to, go to, you know, Warhammer World, it was just, you know, I mean, there weren't even armies, right? They, they, they were like football gangs. There were like 12 figures on the table, but every one of them was a little mini army. It, it, I'd never seen anything so finely crafted to, to murder and cause pain as the forces I fought against there. Um, and even, and then, I mean, even then the decay starts setting in, right? You're looking and thinking, but this, this doesn't look, like in my head, I'm seeing like Lord of the Rings, right? I'm seeing, you know, the, 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 you know the horseman downhill and all that, all that stuff. You know, none of this looks like Lord of the Rings. What's going? What is this? Why are there twelve people on the table and why did they win? Um, but anyway, fast forward to answer your question. Um, we keep doing that for for many years, and now I moved down to Salisbury. Well, we moved down to the New Forest. We live in the forest, um, but the, the club was in Salisbury, so I started going to this club. We're playing eighth edition, and one day I played. I had this game with this guy, and I'd, I'd started. Eighth edition had just come out. That's right, I remember now. Eighth edition had just come out, right? And um, they, I, I can't remember, but I was I was just taken, I've always been taken with Grom and Eltharian, that kind of, that, that fourth edition kind of matchup that they had, right? And so I remember making a little Grom. Um, well, not a, a big one, you know, my own little custom Grom I made. And I, and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna set up a little goblin army. Uh, and all the stuff, and and part of that was then I had to make a higher for me, right, to to go with that. So I ended up having about a thousand points of hires. And I, when I, I'd actually worked for Games Workshop the first time I came around to the, to the UK, right. So I picked up a bunch of stuff on lead weight and you know all the screws, and I still had a bunch of that stuff, including you know a massive higher for me, but but most of it plastic. Um, so I was able to to customize that quite a lot. So I put a lot of work into making that that little thousand point higher for me. And I remember bringing this army to. To, to the club one day and I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll take whatever. I don't, I don't mind. I'll play an asynchronous game, you know. People are like, you're right now. And this guy had a chaos on him and he, and, and, and he said, and I said to him, you know, why don't we do something different? You, you bring your 3,000 point on, whatever it is. I'll bring this 1,000 point on me. And you know what? I'll put a bridge down. My job is to stop you getting over the bridge, right? And, 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 and I can say this guy, and I'm sure every word, I'm, I'm sure I said it in like a, a reasonable tone, I feel like all the punctuation was in the right place. You know, the, the words were easy to understand, yeah. but like he just stalled. Like he's, it's like, but it's not going to be fair. <laughs> and I was like, I'm cool with that. And like, and that's another pregnant pause. It's like his brain just, you know, and you just, he just couldn't wrap his mind around what I'd said. And then he said, No, no, I'll tell you what I do. I'll cut my force down to a thousand points. And so I said, No, you don't worry, you don't have to. It's fine. You bring, bring it. It's okay. You know, there's, there's lots of historical battles that look like this. And he's like, no, I need to practice. And it was that word, I need to practice. You know, and you kind of like, practice, practice for what? Yeah. <laughs> but what are, you, what are you doing that this is the practice for? What are you doing? You know, it's, and I, just, I, just, I, don't, I don't want this anymore. 
and it was at that moment that I played the game and it was the most unsatisfying game of Warhammer I've ever played. Right. And, and as he proceeded to beat the shit out of me, it was thousand point chaos. <laughs> you know. Um, but my yeah. heart wasn't in it. And I remember that night, I came, I came home that night, right? And I, I was, and I, I don't know what it was. I was, I was just Googling, uh, but, oh, that's right. I, I then went home and I said, and at this point in time, I, you know, I, I didn't have, I'd lost that, that photocopied third ed book, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't have, I didn't have any of my old books. I had sixth edition upwards. So then I went home and I Googled the third edition rule books. So I thought, you know, I really, I, I just had this, like, I, I wanted almost some, some kind of, um, recovery, some, some <laughs> bring me back to some place, something that I love, you know. And I yeah, thought, yeah. if I if I get those books, you know, I should get those books. And I went googling for those books. And I found them and I bought them. And then off the back of that, I found a couple of old, you know, there were there were two old blogs which got me started on this, which was um, the guys fighting fantasists, which I don't think he blogs anymore. Guy can guy's name is Coop Devil, his, his internet name, you know. And he kind of had this this kind of you know, he, he had he, quite a few posts where he was kind of moaning at the evil empire type of thing. And I, and I bought it. He was like, yes, exactly. And he was talking about the good old days. Right? And then he, I don't know, I think there were links from there to the T's, somewhere the T's getting called. So that's the fan sense, um, Steve Beals' blog, right? Which um, honestly, for, for all the people listening, go look at that blog, somewhere the T's getting called, right? That, that, is, that is pure old hammer, right? It's, 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 it's beautiful and everything it does. But he had started collecting, he started putting together the, the, the battle of, Bloodbath at Orcs Drift, right? And he, you know, and he was charting like all the figures and he put together just a little battle report which he played by himself. And he had the backdrops, he had all the stuff and it just looked like the stuff from the third edition book. It was but a perfect replica. And and that's, and it was that night I started the blog. I, I wrote my rage quit letter. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks Games Workshop. It's, it's, it's not, it's not me, it's you. Uh, you know, I quit, you know, and, and I bought, um, that night on eBay, I bought um, uh, I can't remember what you call it now the, the little the little goblin cannon. You know, it's got like three little barrels at the bottom and one at the top, and the little face. So the lead belt. That thing's cool. That's the, the thing. Belcher. Yeah, the lead belt. Yeah. I went and bought one of those on eBay that night. You know, <laughs> before you know before the prices had exploded, I picked it up for nothing, right? Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and then that was the, and I and, and when I suddenly realised all oh, the stuff is on eBay and there's people like Steve who, who want this old stuff. You know, and and the, more importantly, the, the thing that he had was a, it was a narrative. It was a story. It wasn't about power. You know, I don't know what the stats were of the things. You know, it was and, and it was like that. That is what I want. Right? And so I, I jumped in um, at that point. So I started, I started a blog as well. Um, we those the the few people who had blogs and therefore were visible on the internet. You know, and the same thing started talking to each other. Um, and you know, and, and that allowed all time to exist. Because not, not, I'm not saying I made it, but I'm saying it. You know, for me, it allowed it to. You know, it was it was worth pursuing because there was at least one other person in the country that would play with these old figures, and these old, and then another person, and then another person. You know, so yeah. it, it, it's uh, and that's what's that? That's 2012, maybe 2011, 2012 when that happened. So. Um, yeah, that, for that, that's how I got in. Or for the back of that guy and his thousand point chaos army and his desperate desire to practice for who knows what, you know, and, and kind of, yeah, no, I'm out. Thanks. I'm not practicing for anything. Thanks very much. That's... Yeah. No, no, I, think you did, I, did, I think you did it for all the right reasons, mate, that got you back on track to the good stuff. Yeah, well, he's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly right. Thank heavens, right? <laughs> you look back, yeah, thank exactly. heavens that guy, yeah. you know, fixed everything and I, I could get in before it was too late, you know, because now, of course, now the prices are through the roof. 
Um, yeah, I think, I think about the things I bought then. Not and not because I knew they would be valuable, just because I I liked them, right? You just kind of oh wow, that's really cool. I should get one of those. You know, you look at them now and you think, wow, that's a lot of money sitting in the hobby room. <laughs> I know not being not being painted. Yeah. Shame. Okay, so you got you got you started your blog and you started gaming with uh, or started connecting with people in the old hammer community. How did it trans transfer to or transpire to the running of the Bring Out Your Lead events? Yeah, so, so the thing is, right, I guess we all, when we, there must have been a, a critical mass of about 12 people, 12, 15 people maybe, that, I, that we were talking to each other on a fairly regular basis, right, about, about Warhammer. Um, and the, what we realized is, of course, none of us, like literally not one of us lived within a reasonable drive of another one of us. It was it was ridiculous how how we were spread across the country, <laughs> you know. Uh, and of course, some of the, some of the folks were in the states, right? So um, we weren't, you know, we were never going to see them. Um, and I remember, because I, I, th I you've, I think you've, you've, I don't know if you've spoken to. I know you corresponded with him on on Facebook. But, you know, Chris, Chris, and Dave Gilson, the Gilson brothers. Um, they, um, it was Dave, Ernie. I don't know. I was talking to him. Right, and at the time he was the chairman of a club somewhere in Cambridge, um, and so I, I, I sort of we were starting to look at how if we were going to get together, what would it take, and where would you do it? Right, and Cam Cambridge was a good option because it's, it's kind of central, I suppose. It's re reasonably easy to get to for, for most people in the UK. Right, I shortlisted that. I, at that point in time, we worked out that Foundry was was connected to the old. You know, they still had all you know the Empire and the Retonian figures. You know, to, and, and in fact, you know, <laughs> you know, we didn't know, but you know, at the time, you, you work out. Oh, right, okay, that's a family. That and Foundry, they were the people. That, oh, wow, you know, duh, connection. So you know, they were spiritually connected, right? So, so that, that was option two. Okay, because I didn't know anybody. A foundry, right? So Chris, Chris not Chris, Dave was the, the, the chairman of the club. That's why he was number one. Foundry was number two. And I, I can't, I think the third option was a pub, maybe Windsor Way, I think. I, th I can't remember the third option exactly, but there were three options, right? And I was looking at, I remember us getting a few people together to to talk about what we were going to do, right? And we had this, this phone call with, um, it was with Dave. Dave was on it. Um, James Taylor, so what's that, Realm, Realm of Chaos 80s, that guy. Uh, he mm -hmm. was there, um, and um, we'd invited Zoo, Zoo Badgie, but nobody's ever met Zoo, so we don't know who Zoo is. It could be you, it could be me. I don't. No, nobody knows this guy, right? <laughs> it's a secret. It could be many people. He didn't, and he didn't come, of course. But um, but anyway, but he was he was one of the, the first people there. And then I, maybe it was Cooper. I can't remember. He wasn't there either. But we invited him, um, and we had a conversation to talk about what we were going to do. And off the, I think off the back of that, James had. James had posted on his blog. If you look at if you look at his blog, the one with KS80s, the, the, there's a thing about the Games Workshop having made a stormtrooper. You know, so, so the Star Wars, the Star Wars people that approached Games Workshop say, well, can, can you ever go and make him one of these things? You know, obviously Games Workshop style, you know, big, big hands, big faces, um, chunky figures, you know, that didn't really suit the, 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 the tall, elegant sort of Star Wars. But they made one to show them this is this is what it would look like if you asked us to do one, right? We, we don't think it's a match. And he, he had painted one, I think he had it on his blog. And on that blog post, I'm pretty sure it's that one, Marcus from the Foundry put a thing there. If ever you guys, you know, want to run an event, let us know. We will, you know, we'll let you know. And it was that, that was, I remember seeing that blog post. <laughs> so, 
hold my beer. <laughs> Off I, I, I wrote right there and then because he was second on the list, right? And and basically, you know, Dave was just gazumped. I was like, thanks, thanks, Dave, whatever, Cambridge, bollocks there. You know, and I wrote to Marcus and um, yeah, and we started organizing the, the first big actually, for, you know, and at the time, the plan, it, it wasn't, it wasn't I was the organizer. It was uh, James, myself, Dave, you know, and some other people, we, you know, we were just organically making it happen, you know, because there were no expectations, right? You're going to get up there, like 12 of us, we're going to appear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> play some games. There's nothing to organize, right? Just, just know the date and the time. That, that's what you need to do, right? Um, and so we get there. The, I remember the first time, and they were still, Boundary was still sited in Nottingham itself. They, they, had a, a, they had a building, which I think used to be an abattoir, actually. Oh, right. um, yeah, no, exactly right. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a beautiful building, right? But inside it was, because of course they had tables and space and all this stuff. And we went in, we played games. And then they, that was great because they, they had toilets there, which was useful. They had scenery, right? And they didn't charge us any money. And then that evening, I remember that, that Saturday night, and like, we didn't know them, but then Diane and Tim said, would you like us to make some food for you? <laughs> and you kind of, what, what do you mean exactly? What are we talking about here? And, you know, and so, you know, she brought out and she made like, a, I think, a curry and she, she made a few options, you know, the, the stuff that you now see at games at, 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 at Bring Out Your Lead. You know, they fed us that night, you know, and, and totally unexpected. I mean, they, we had to pay money for it, but, you know, not, not a lot of money, but you're in the middle of nothing. You don't know what you're going to do that evening. Um, and they just produced the food and it just created the pattern. I think that was the thing that cemented the pattern. I was like, wow, we should totally do this again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because yeah. now it's, it's got the final thing you're missing. It's got, it, now we've got catering, right? And of course, I didn't know. Obviously, Diane's yeah. chief business, you know, is, is actually, well, it's, I said, I don't know, but, you know, they, they also have a catering business, you know, they, right. that's, that's, that's the other side. So it's this beautiful union. <laughs> so fast forward to the next year, we say, okay, we're going to do this again. And then Diane says, but this time, Foundry's moving, right? We're, I'd say Diane, I suppose I was dealing with Marcus at the time. So Marcus is, um, I think, he's the oldest son. Wow. Um, in the Ansel family, right? So, and and I think he, he had, I suppose he'd come of age, I, I guess, I think, you know, so he was now legitimately able to to run and operate and, and work in the business. So I was dealing with him. Um, and then he said, yeah, no, Foundry's moving now to the carriage port, so now to the place that it's at, right? So Stoke Hall, which is is, um, is both the residence and, and the house, the, the home of Foundry. Um, and they, they set up this beautiful thing for us. And so, you know, when you go there now, and this is what, when you look at the photographs, that's what you're looking at. You know, they've got the marquee tent in the middle of the carriage floor. They've got, yeah. um, you know, the, the big tables. And then the, the surround of, 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 the, um, of the carriage floor, the buildings around the side, have the shop and, and other places where you can play. Um, and I think the second one, when that happened, I, I sort of put it out to everybody. It's like, hi, does, does anybody else, you know, I, I didn't want to take take it on in terms of, actually, I suppose it's probably, it's probably important to call this out. At the time, I suppose as Old Hammer is forming, right, what you're finding is obviously that the, the community is going through its various kind of political schisms and stuff, mm. right? So, you know, I, I don't know if you know about the story about Pony Wars, but Pony Wars was a thing, right? And, and the, the community, a huge furor about pony wars and, and then there was a split between facebook and the and the, um, the uh the old time community forum and you know there were little things like that that, that kind of came and went so it was very important to be you know sensitive to that like i, I don't want people to feel like anybody was taking over any one thing or the other so i, I remember putting out a concept does anybody else want to have a go at organizing <laughs> 
who wants who wants to does, does anybody mind if i do it again you know type of thing i remember putting out on facebook and no, nobody said anything so we i think the second year it was james and myself um david taylor again myself probably dave okay and again i don't remember that year which is a real pity because that was the year i suppose it cemented it but i don't remember a lot of the organization but it was still pretty organic is the point mm. right that second year um and then i did it again the third year saying does anybody want to do this and and there was that there was tumbleweed right? <laughs> so, so, okay i i guess i'll do it right and then from there it it just it's it's never been different right i've never asked again um mm -hmm. you know the others kind of dropped out organically not 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 for a reason it's just you know that uh, i guess they didn't need to be involved and in, you know it, it was fine you know but between you know diane and myself you know, i guess we had covered and and it's probably very important to call out that actually the organization i do is fairly small obviously compared to what foundry does right you yeah. know that is that the reason it works is because foundry has the amazing just the resource so much as you've got the space they've got the tables they've got the scenery they've got the toilets they've got the catering you know so i don't have to coordinate that stuff they they do they've got staff to support all of that right? yeah, so yeah. actually my job is managing tables and and i suppose coordinating with foundry to make sure that the, the right games are in the right place and the right tables exist and we've we've nailed the path now you know i suppose in those first four years you know we were working out which tables go where and how do we fit these people that you know and there was a lot of structure we tried booking players for example you know now i only book tables i, I don't care about the players because the people that organize the games don't want any more structure than than that you know but we did have a go at, at booking tables on sorry players on tables you know that that kind of stuff so there, there was there was growth pain <laughs> as we learned how to do it you know because at the time i guess we didn't know how many people were going to come so we still had to do that to get a prediction for foundry to um to know how to cater right and now now we know pretty much what we can what we what our capacity is and it's fairly predictable and so we don't have to worry about it anymore but yeah that's how it happened and and yeah it's it's never changed right. <laughs> Great, that's fun. that's that's how it runs yeah so um and we've, we've tried to make it right the, the point the, the thing that makes makes it what it is is that boundary doesn't charge i, I suppose if I'll hold it for now, right? It doesn't have to be available, but let me hold it for right now just because it makes it easy to talk about. But essentially, if, if I'm the event organizer, Foundry doesn't charge me to run the event, right? And so as a result, I don't, I, I didn't feel it was right. And none of us did at the time either. It didn't feel right to charge. And we had a debate about this, like, should, should we charge for entry? You know, could we charge and give it to a charity? What, what could we do with it? What would we do with it, right? Um, but it felt, for whatever reason, it, it felt like because they weren't going to charge us, it didn't feel right to charge, you know, because it's such a difficult, you know, old time is busy growing. It's a, it's a difficult movement to get into. It's a difficult movement to find other people. And we didn't want to create any barriers to entry, right? Um, and I suppose that was the initial motivation. But what we found when that happened was because <clears throat> I, I suppose there's a sense of generosity that comes with that boundary on charging us. We're not charging you. And, you know, it changed the whole feel of the event because there's no, there's no, you're not buying a product. You're not buying. You're not buying a guaranteed outcome. You're not, you're not buying the right to play a game or to see a figure or to have a painting on or whatever the thing is. You know, you are literally a, a guest at kind of you know Uncle Brian and Auntie Diane's house. You know, you yeah, and your yeah. buddies, right? Yeah. And it changes the feel of everything. So we've never we've never looked to change that bit. And and nobody else. I'm conscious of the good fortune that I had there because you know if you're in the states, you know you book in a hotel. You know, you've got to pay for it. You know, there's no way you can do it without charging people. You know, all the other events have some concept of charging. 
you know, the, the organization is much harder, but because Foundry just have the capability and the generosity, it, it just makes it, it's, it's the thing that kind of seals the deal for, for bringing out your lid, right? Because it's not, you're not entitled to anything. You get lots of good stuff, but you're there as a guest and, and the, the feeling is completely different. The, the spirit of generosity is, is phenomenal. And yeah, that's a bit, it, it, that's, you know, I suppose that's the story of how I got into organizing it and I guess why I've never, <laughs> why I've never left. Now it is still up for grabs. If other people want to get involved, you know, they do. But what we found is that it's it's organic. There are other people involved, right? So for instance, you know, I there's a small group of people who prefer to be secret um, for reasons, you know, I can't even talk about that, but it's not nearly as exciting as it sounds, but it's, you know, the, the, but for every, you know, a small group of people who help pick the figure, you know, the, every year we make a figure for, for the event, right? And then one of them gets a commission and, you know, he finds a sculptor and, and gets the thing done. And that small group of people then pays for the production of the figure, right? And that's just a gift. We, we don't, but some people ask, how do I get involved? Can I pay for the figure? You know, so sometimes, you know, we'll include some people there. But again, you know, there's, there's that. Sometimes I'll ask for people to, you know, you may have looked at the website. It changes like almost every year. Right, the logo is always different. There's always been this kind of: can somebody make me a logo for this one? Can someone make me, you know, and somebody will produce a logo, right? So that that's why it constantly changes. Um, the website we try and run it. it we've there's there's an ethos of trying to run it for as little as possible, right? So the the reason the booking system is is reasonably poor is because <laughs> it's, we're trying to use free software wherever we can, you know, or pay as little as possible. You know, the web hosting is as cheap as it can be. Not, not because we can't afford to make it more, but it just it fits in with the ethos of, of the event, right? You're trying to run it for as little as possible, trying to try and make it free. So there are places like that where people get involved in it. You know, um, a lot of people come and sort of say, oh, can I, can I donate prizes? You know, so we've had prizes from um, a couple of, I think, also the miniature sent gave us the little halflings. Um, that was a prize one year. Um, you know, other people do that and, and that's, that's all good as well, right? So there, there's bits like that, but... You know, it's it's organic. It's it's at no point is it kind of a, a decided. You know, I run it. That person does this. That you know, it's it's just it's a small group of people coordinate organically, and as long as their intent is right, then it then it works. Nice mate. And how how did, how did the involvement of Rick Priestley and all the other old old guard from uh, the the studio get involved with the Bring Out Your Lead event? So well, I mean, I guess. I mean, you know, Diane and team, Diane, Marcus, you know, Brian, they're still talking to those people all the time, right? They're, you know, they are the lead belt, right? So, you know, when, when you know, they still have social interaction with each other all the time. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess they, they must have spoken about it, you know, in, in their own circles. Um, and I, I think what happened was, I, th I think those people who, and you're not just talking about like repeating, you're talking about the artists, right? Tony Howe and, and Tony Ackland, and you know, all, all of these people, you know, that, that had kind of, I don't, it's not, it's not right to say had been forgotten, but I guess had, were no longer part of the narrative of Games Workshop, right? You know, they, they had done their time and, and their illustrations had served a purpose and, you know, Games Workshop had, had gone in a different creative direction, you know, like the banner at the back that you've got there, you know, they, they, well, him, I got bigger and bolder and redder and, you know, and something and eventually became very, very gloomy, right? But the, um, you know, and I think those people are all suddenly tickled pink that there was a group of people that really loved the stuff that they did, loved these dozy old rules that, you know, I mean, Rick used to, 
<laughs> he's not looking at Warhammer 30 and thinking, yeah, I nailed it, right? That's the one. <laughs> that's that's not the history of third edition Warhammer or even fourth or you know, type of thing, you know. But he's you know, the thought that people still value that is is you know, is is I'm sure lovely for them, right? And so I think that I think there was in the beginning it was just this morbid curiosity. Well, well who are who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> that they can't cope with modern Warhammer. Or what, what's wrong with them? Let's go see these people for real. Um, and I think you know, it's it's just nice to see people that are just infatuated with the thing that 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 you did, you know, all those years ago, right? It's 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 a lovely piece of affirmation for them, if nothing else. Um, and you know, it's probably nice to see some of the stuff that they did going out going out for a ride again. So, but that's that's all it ever was. I suppose it was just just curiosity. Um, and that's grown and grown and grown. You know, we've had different kind of, I suppose, old homo celeb celebrity. <clears throat> you know, they've all they've all come for the same reason, just kind of out of out of sheer curiosity <laughs> to see, right? It's um, so we never we never know who's there's no that kind of. I'd like to say like we organize, we, we rack them up. You know, it's like oh well, this year we're going to have. You know, yeah, it's not like that at all. It's I have no idea who's going to yeah. pitch up. I mean, and Diane will say sometimes she's spoken to this person or that person or whatever. Um, you know, but we never know if they're going to come or not. You know, sometimes sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Kev Adams has always been involved. You know, he's he still sculpts for Foundry and Warmonger. So you know, he was he was probably the first the first of those people that was always there because he he got together. He 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 came to sculpt faces and do all that stuff. He made the event the first event figure. But he was connected to to the Foundry, so he was there. He was present. Excuse me. Nice. Okay, that's wonderful, mate. And just just walk us through the 2021 event. Uh, what could we see there in terms of games being played or events being held this year? Yeah, the, the, the 21 event was was probably probably half the size we'd normally expect, right? So I, I think I think we probably peaked at about 100 heads, I would say. Um, and that that changed the nature of the game, right? So I'll, I'll come back to your question, but I suppose what we before we answer that, the the what we found was was bring out your lid is that people people love the the idea of the participation games, right? And they see lots of amazing games. So what we've seen is when we first started playing in 2012, 2013, sorry, 13, 14, you know, we we were all enthralled with the idea of the big game. Like, 12 armies on the table and we can all be here together you know and what people realize is that if they play a game like that it means they can't play the other games they're all locked into this one big game right so what we've seen is is a gradual change that the games that go to to bring out your lid are tend to be smaller easier to get into and easier to get out of to allow people you know and this is organic not, not by design the people i want to play that and i want to play that and i want to play that and i want, I want to be on all these tables Right, so the the size of the games, the, the game is large, but the actual mechanics or the, the forces on the games tend to be very small. Right, so when twenty, why I said that is that twenty one was different because it's obviously post COVID. We know most people are going to come. We're not sure how many people were going to come. It's the first time we've seen some people tackling big games again. Yeah. Right. So Friday, Friday, uh, Friday had you know, you know, and again that Steve Beals I mentioned before, he he produces beautiful third edition Chaos Army. Yeah. So he kind of had, you know, he deployed 7,000 points in the middle of the table. This is a one of the 12 by 6 tables that sits in the marquee. So, you know, a, a big sizable table. I say 12 by 6, it's, it's actually 7 feet at its broadest point. Um, so it's, it's, it's a hell of a job to reach something in the middle of that. But um, it's, yeah. you know, that, and then he's just surrounded by all these other people with their, their third and third forces, right? And yeah. those are hard games to play. Third edition is not, <laughs> it's, yeah, not, it's yeah. not a fast game, right? To have 12 people on the table, you're taking an hour a turn. It's, you know, it's, 
your answer. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. So I, I think I think the place we were at was talking about there was a large game. It was the first time we've seen that for a few years, right? Um, but the the other games, I mean, we saw a beautiful, beautiful, right? Um, dark future board. Um, and here I'm conscious, I, I, I assume other people have seen this from Facebook, right? People have been taking photographs. So I don't have it to show of my own, but there was this amazing race course that had come through, you know, I, th I think it's a, an eight, eight by four size race course, you know, with, with different levels, an unbelievable thing, right? For, with Dark Beach and all the cars, which sadly I didn't get to play on, right? Um, there, I mean, you know, Curtis always brings his, not always, but, you know, most most years now, you'll see Hell's Reach come out. You know, so you can put some, the, the the big old Hell's Reach board, which is a great board for people because you can you can play like like loads of people can play literally distinct games from each other in the same place at the same time, and it fits it fits in with the board. It's visually pleasing, but actually, these two players were nothing through these two players you know, unless they want to. They, you know, it's 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 a board that invites you to play with each other, and then equally you can depart from each other, and and you can do. All kinds of games, all kinds of games on there. Some games that don't involve you fighting anybody, right? Which sounds bizarre, but you can do it. Right? <laughs> games where your entire job is do not fight with people, but but collect stuff and get away with it. Um, there was we've seen, I suppose, you know, Tom Reynolds. You know, just because it's how how we set this up. You know, he had the the epic game. Um, you know, on the on the main table, which is lovely to see when you when you see the scale change, right? You see like an eight by four. You know, for 28 mil, you think, wow, that's pretty cool. When you see the, the an eight by four for you know for for six mil, or it it's it's just a whole new world, right? The, the scale, it, it's beautiful to see. So I, I love seeing that. I've never played, I've never played Epic ever, but um, that that was there. That that he, I think he had a Saturday and a Sunday, um, and then surround, you know, just in the surrounding tables. I mean, we've seen we're seeing a lot more fourth and fifth edition come out now. And that's that. It's never not been cool, right? But I guess the people that started this, I suppose, you know, there's that kind of archaeo gaming thing. So it was all about third edition, and you know, because that's what you call second edition, you know, for the true, the truly hardcore, you know, the original, originally the first edition, or you know, Warhammer Fantasy. But um, you know, we're seeing, you know, as people go through their what is, what is my old hammer, you know, type of thing. You know, we're seeing a lot more fourth and fifth edition, some eighth edition as well. Um, it felt very fantasy loaded. This time around, I saw, I saw a lot more fantasy than than normal. Um, we saw Aiden, but you know he always puts together. He's the only guy that play tests his games. <laughs> if you're making a game, bring out your lid. Do yourself a favor, play test the thing, <laughs> because people don't don't expect or what they don't expect is lots of players who are talking lots of crap to lots of people around them, and they're all drinking beer, and you know so. The, the, you know, there's no, you know, when you're playing at home or like there's four of you around a table, you, you laser focus on what you're doing. There's no laser focus at all, right? You feel just milling around and, and dawdling all the time, right? So factor into your game <laughs> how long it's going to take because yeah. it's not going to go like it goes at home, right? It takes a lot longer to do things most of the games, especially if you made a beautiful game, right? Mm -hmm. If you made a beautiful game, everyone's going to want to be on it and, you know, and, and they're all going to talk and they're all going to come, oh, I'm going to see the video, can I touch this, can I do that, whatever. You, 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 the game is out of control from turn one, right? <laughs> but hey, I mentioned it because he had this, this kind of rogue trader thing, which I mean, he makes beautiful terrain as well. Right? But he play tests his game, so his games are. I say that he's not the only person who play tests his games. John, John, uh, John Boyce will also do his. 
he playtests his games as well. Um, same thing. And you'll find those games working really, really well. If, if you see them running participation games, get, get on those, right? It's because uh, they'll, they'll always, they, they just work beautifully. Um, we did see, um, we did see some rogue trader. We saw, so last, not last year, but last boil, so 2019, um, Chapel Alex had, had put together the whole wolf time scenario. Right, so literally every single figure painted from Wolf Time, you know, so all the orcs, all the all the space wolves, and he bought. I mean, it was great when he saw it the first time, but he bought that again this this year as well for, for you know some some road trader gaming. I don't know if we saw anything crazy unusual um, that I remember anyway. It's uh, you know, which is all fairly stock standard. You know, so sometimes you get people that bring. It's like Chris Kale. They they made like a little game with like I guess squeak hoppers. Right, and you've got to like hop your way to go and, to and get a barrel, and then you've got to get back. And it's it's a, it's a board game. Let's be clear, mm -hmm. but it's a very well designed, neat little fun game, right? Yeah. At, um, and actually, Foundry made a, a little set of squeak hoppers specifically for, and not wow. not for sale, right? But you'll see in their cabinets <laughs> squeak hoppers specifically for the cards that that, that Chris made, right? So. It's, and again, kind of, you know, testament to the generosity that they can bring, right? They can say, oh, that's pretty cool. We should take some, some screw coppers and put crazy boots on them or spike a helmet or whatever it is that your card says. <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll do that. And you come back the next day and they've got one. They've got, they've, they've already molded this thing up for you, right? That's, it's, it's crazy the things they can do. But um, we didn't see any kind of games like that. I didn't see any kind of hero quest or, or dungeon crawling, which I tend to, I, I've seen more and more in the previous games. It's, um, my highlight, I guess, I, I got to play the the Carrick Eight Peaks. Oh yeah, Dave, Dave Gilson, that one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I I, I took over from the this. It was one one of the, one of the chap's sons. Um, also Joshua, I think his name was. Um, he started playing that game, and you know, so he he had, he had to go halfway through, but he set up a, a really not what I would have done tactical situation, <laughs> which is a great place. <laughs> A great place to pick a game up from, right? And it, it was, it was, you know, the scenario looks ridiculous. When you read the scenario, you're thinking, "There's what a stupid scenario!" There's no way, you know. It's, and actually, it was a really good scenario. It was really well balanced. I, I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Highlight of the day, highlight of the weekend for me was that. Awesome. Yeah. On this, this is the first time I've seen like children. It, it, there's always one or two kids, but it was, it was great to see like lots of children. You know, yeah. 12, 12, 12 plus playing games, you know, and, and being involved. And it was great to, you know, the old guard weren't kind of like, oh, don't touch my figure, put that down. You know, <laughs> what, what are these children doing here? You know, it wasn't like that at all, right? They were really inclusive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it was, I was quite proud of the community, I suppose, or, you know, at that yeah. point, you know, it's yeah. kind of well, well done community because that, that's really important, right? Those, those kids should have fun and they should look at it and think, oh, well, well, I wonder what they're doing. That looks super awesome, but I, I'm not allowed to because Daddy says no. You know, it's, yeah. um, so well, well done to them. I, I did watch Dave. What Dave watched a troll <laughs> crash into a concrete floor, you know, and just sit there and just took it. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well he took it on the chin. Yeah. <laughs> good, on good on for that. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, but just for that, thanks yeah. for the opportunity to, to come yeah. and, and talk to you. And and I mean, just also thank thank you, right? I mean, certainly for, for lockdown, right? You, you're one of the few people that can play games. And when we could, we were watching you play yeah. games <laughs> on, on YouTube. You're telling me. So, Lucky um, bastard, you know, yeah. Well, exactly. Now we did we did a lot of remote games. So we, we did a lot of yeah, I did a lot of um, remote play games that um, I don't know how that started. I think me and my mate uh, in Tokyo we started playing. Uh, Warhammer Renaissance, which is like a 
sort of homebrew fourth edition. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we did that with through my tablet, and I thought, yeah, we can do this. This is this is possible. We can do it, and it sort of started growing from there and connecting with the with the Crown Command community. And you know, I've played so many games with people all around the world. It's been amazing. So yeah, definitely yeah, through the height no, of COVID, it's been really really. It's, it's a huge yeah. enabler yeah no that, that's right it's uh we <laughs> it's 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 you know it's nice what i liked about it is you know you know you see all these people playing on like roll 20 and they're trying to make it work or tabletop whatever the thing is called yeah. and um it's just not the same right it's got it you got other figures even if you're not touching the figures no, no, you no, see no, the no. figures it's, it's all different right so, yeah it's a compromise we made and in in the end i think it's still enjoyable even if i'm if I, even if i'm the remote person and I'm watching yeah, so yeah, move, the, yeah. move, the, move the models. On. I actually played some Undead games, which I really enjoy because I don't actually have an Undead army. So mm-hmm. playing Undead was like really cool to play fourth or fifth edition with them. And yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it was really so, good fun. I had, I had a great time and it, it builds up some good relationship with people. So it's, yes. uh, it's one of the positive yeah, things out of, uh, out of gaming in the, in the COVID situation. So it's been really good. But hopefully, Garth, I'll promise you, mate, I'm going to get there. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to yeah, uh, bring it well, I, here, mate. And, uh, <laughs> I, look, <laughs> I look, I look forward to it. I really do. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah. Come, bring your friends, bring your fourth edition. You know, mate, it's, we it's are. all welcome. Yeah. Well, I think I think next year, I think Marcel from Germany is definitely coming. And I think mm-hmm. Davide from Italy may be coming. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know those guys are talking about it. They're definitely going to go in the next two or yeah, three well, years. So. What the, the Davide Ferrari, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's, he's been out a few times already, I think. Yeah, he already came before, yeah, so yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's keen to come back. And I think, yeah, a lot of the guys now they know a lot about it, and um, through the through the podcast or what have you, I think more people are aware about the event now. So, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully, it's going to go back to normal, right? So, normally, yeah. what, what I try to do, I suppose, for people listening, is we, we try and get to take the, the way the thing works. <laughs> Let's talk about this quickly. I don't, I don't take bookings for games. I'm not interested in people who want to play on the games, right? So basically, yeah. the, the onus is on the organizer <laughs> to book a table, right? And then you run your game however you want to. You coordinate on Facebook. We did try offering people ways to do this, but we just found most people weren't taking it. So it wasn't worth the effort. But essentially what happens is I'll open the bookings up around about the end of February, right? So obviously, we're looking to run the, the event this year is 2022 is 5, 6, 7 August. So you'll have from... The end of February until then to book a table. But the point is, if, if you if you're busting, if you're busting to get your table. Right, you're waiting for about the end of Feb. That's 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 when you get to book again. Um, and then yeah, once you've got your table, I, I suppose you you can organize your game however you want to do it, right? Um, so yeah, get in, get in there if you, if you are coming, <laughs> get in there. The, the final thing to note is that the two big tables for for people, uh, the, the twelve by sixes. I manage those bookings by mail just to make sure that the right games end up in the right places. Right? I don't, I don't want those to get taken up by two people playing Blood Bowl. You know, yeah. it, I need to make sure that the right table is servicing the right. Yeah, so you're yeah. welcome. Yeah. To, you won't see those as bookings, but if you want to, if you do want to get on that table, just just message. You know, send, send me a message on Facebook or, or email. Um, you know, the, the admin at bring out your lid, and um, you know, and then we can organize. You know, basically, just make, I just want to make sure that that uh, the right game is there. That's that, that's the only reason I don't just leave it. You know, to, to the great unwashed book. Yeah, I think if when I when I I'm going to say when I do get there, uh, which will happen at some point, but I I do want to play third edition because it's it's the it's the book I first bought, but I never mm-hmm. actually got to play it. You know what I mean? It was so such an incredibly daunting set of rules yeah. that my young yeah, <laughs> seventeen or sixteen year old mind just couldn't get around it. So um, yeah. yeah, that was my foray into wargaming. So I really like to sit down with some guys and actually play it. 
and road trader as well so yeah that, that'll be two of the experiences i really want to have when i get to bring out here at some point i think i think and that's you know what people should I, I encourage people to do and we've seen this happening more and more but you know when people like you know, a lot of people come on facebook it's like oh it's my first time like what happens what do i do you know and put it out just saying i would like to play third edition i would like to do this whatever you know and people will swarm you they will attack you and they will sit you down and force you to play yes you said right trader I love yeah. road traders. Sit down. No, don't go away. No, just stay here. No, just yeah. forget, forget those losers. Yeah. But um, it's that, you know, go ahead and do that, right? It's uh, people will wrap around you to, you know, they can't help themselves. Again, follow awesome. the generosity that the community has. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. I look oh, forward right. to it. I really hope that you can work, work it out. I know it's a long way obviously to go and probably cost a metric ton of money, but yeah, yeah maybe it will. Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. um, brings all sorts of marital strife and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, my God. For what? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to take the wife and and the son as well, mate. So I've got to keep, got to keep them preoccupied. So I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. I don't, know, I don't know how I'm going to swing it, but it's going to have to be done somehow. But I don't think I can do it solo somehow. But who knows? We'll see. No, how we do. no, no. It's um, most most people. You know, the first time, it's it's it, everybody. It's a it's an exodus. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a massive exodus. You deploy your family. Yeah, no, it costs yeah. a ton. No, I really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, mate, look really, look really forward to it. So I love all the photos, everybody who's contributing with the photos. I think Tom took some videos. So I hope Tom will op upload some video on his Middle Hammer TV mm. channel at some point about the event, uh, because it does need, like you say, we, we talked that off, off air, but I think before that, yeah, it does need some, and I think someone was actually interviewing somebody on camera. I'm not sure. And anyway, I might've got that mixed up with Partisan, but yeah, but it does need more coverage because we just see some photos, which is, which is really good. And they did start mm. filming I think way back in 2017 or something on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel for Old Hammer, but it's right. never been updated. Yeah, it's never <laughs> been updated since then. It's some very brief videos, and I think Chris is on there talking about his um, 40k scenario type table and that kind of thing. But yeah, it would be lovely to have someone just with a camera, just with a just with a smartphone, just take some coverage mm -hmm. of of uh, of that, or maybe do some interviews with people or uh, talk to Brian himself. You know. Uh, yeah, just well, awesome. this, this stuff I, I get confused by because I do see people taking footage, right? So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where it is. <laughs> we invite you, people with footage, to post this stuff. It's, <laughs> um, you know, please sh show us what's there. That's, yeah, um, don't keep it a secret. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Great. Because uh, I, I don't see the whole event. You know, like say if, if I'm stuck in the corner, yeah. I don't get to see certain things. So, I, you know, I, I like to see it that other people have taken. And, and it's the same for everybody. You know, it's, there's some amazing stuff that you, you just never seen. Yeah. Or right, we'll, we'll definitely see it in person at some point. We'll be uh, definitely across the table, facing each other off. You know, one thousand points high elves versus uh, six thousand <laughs> points chaos <laughs> with the bridge. Yeah, 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 exactly. With the bridge, that'll be a bridge. I've got a bridge. Uh, yeah, no, but, I look forward to it. That'll be cool. Yeah, but it, it's always that problem, like thinking, what would I take? Because it's either Warhammer Fantasy or Epic. I, like, I love Epic, and I saw Tom's table. And I thought, oh man, I'm definitely going to mm. play Epic there um 40k second edition that's another love of mine so yeah it'd be really it'd be it'd be an either point of me just putting stuff into a box and just sending it off by playing in advance and just getting it there to the foundry or taking something light and manageable on the plane i'll see how we go but um it's tricky i i don't have good yeah. answers for people but other than you know again if you let people know because there's obviously a pleasure to play with your own figures but there yeah. are enough figures that you could get by like you you know again talk talk to dave right <laughs> yeah, like, yeah everything 
I know. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're on yeah. a fourth edition, he he will he will throw them at you, right? If you're on third, he will he will just hit you with figures, right? So yeah. you, you there are ways you can get it done, but I understand there is a desire to bring your own. I'm I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm I'm so blessed. I've never had to work out how to solve this problem. <laughs> I, I can do it by car, but how yeah. how you do it by plane? I, 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 I you know I can feel it. In my, you know. Like yeah. I curl up inside thinking <laughs> new figures on the plane. Yeah. But yeah. Good luck with that. All right, mate. Well, definitely in the future we'll see each other for sure. Okay, mate. So till then, All take right. care of yourself. Thank you Thank very, you very much, much. You too. for your time and uh enjoy your day, mate. Good chat. You too. Have a good day. Okay, mate. Thank <laughs> bye you bye. very much. Bye bye.